0: It's the JT the Brick Show.
1: They get the snap off. Handoff Jacobs. Has the first down of the big
2: hole. 15-10. Five touchdown Raiders!
0: Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio.
2: Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered. And brought down. Max Crosby. Tag.
0: Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years.
2: Snaps to car in the shotgun. Back to pass. Climbs the pocket. Eyes downfield. Fires a strike to Devonte the 25. Breaks away. 20, 15, 10, 5. Dives.
0: Touchdown Raiders. And now here's JT the Bread.
3: All right, welcome in out of the gate, JT. Last show of the week. A beautiful Friday. Fantastic. This is. Why you live in Vegas or if you're coming to visit us in Vegas. A gorgeous day here as we wrap up our week on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Hope everybody had a good week, has a good weekend. It's championship weekend, which I believe is a great weekend in Vegas. This is one of those diamond in the rough weekends in Vegas. If you thread the needle right, if you do the right things which is avoid drop a canna avoid hey i'm gonna get into that in the second hour i talked to a buddy of mine today who knew all about that traffic jam on trop and shutting down the 15 wow good luck getting around town man stay away from drop a canna man we have we don't i love living out here because there's no traffic i lived in san francisco la for 10 years i'm from new york traffic everywhere i just saw my parents In Naples, Florida, a little bit of traffic. No traffic here. I live on the beautiful 215 freeway. It's paved with gold. There's never a car in front of me or behind me. Watch out this weekend with the traffic on Dropicana. I got buddies I need to see, man. On the strip we're here, man, I think I might have to get the helicopter out from Maverick to pick me up here. It's going to be a crazy weekend, but get somewhere where you can watch these games. And go support our partnerships at Virgin Hotels. We're at Resorts World, the Dog House, Plenty of casinos to go. Matter of fact, I think that's a good topic for the first hour of the show is where are you watching these games? And again, if you want to plug another place, we plug P.T.'s. They have the best happy hour in town. Why wouldn't you watch it at P.T.'s? Get half price drinks, great food, and have an opportunity to game and do all that. But how are you going to watch the games this weekend? Because these are two games that I really want to watch the pregame show, the halftime show, the start and the finish. I'm really locked into this. This is the best weekend, arguably. You know, the Super Bowl's in two weeks, and you, know, you might not be interested in the Super Bowl with the matchups and the teams. You're going to watch it. But this has got everything, and it has a deep effect on the Raiders. It has a massive effect on the Raiders, as we've talked about here all week long. The fact to get Kansas City eliminated is clear. It's very important. The Bengals have not won a Super Bowl. Let them win one. Who cares? Let the Bengals have one. Okay, I used to say that about the Eagles. I hated the Eagles most of my life. They hadn't won since 1960. Black and white photos. The president was not It was not John F. Kennedy. It was Dwight D. Eisenhower, and it was black and white footage. The Eagles won a Super Bowl. Who cares? They won one. Who cares? Let them have one. They might get two. You know, they look like they're going to be the favorite to win, too. The Niners have five. You, know, you want to stop the Niners here. At all cost, you want to slow down the Niners at all cost because Raider fans don't like Niner fans. Some of them are connected through their family, but I don't know anybody who wants the Niners to win who's a Raider fan. I don't, and I don't know who those people are. Maybe you know one of them. Maybe your niece or nephew is a Niner fan and you're okay with it. I'm not, and then it comes down to what we could see here. Dallas is out. There's a lot of teams that are out, and as we look at the teams that are available and who are left, To me, it's simple. Cincinnati winning doesn't affect the Raider brand anyway. And maybe it doesn't affect the Raider brand, whoever wins. But I I look at it differently. I look at it as it's the Raiders against the world. And that's been part of my job as I, I came back to Vegas here with this flagship. I've been in Vegas the whole time. And part of my job is to educate the Las Vegas fans who are now new Raider fans about their history. That's why we do once a Raider, always a Raider. That's why we have the coach on. That's why we have Fred Belitnikoff, Bill Bill on. To kind of tell the new fans here that it's Raiders against the world. It's not like that in Cincinnati. It's not like that in Buffalo. It's not like that in Jacksonville or Seattle. But it is in the Raider Nation. So everything affects the Raiders coming into this game on Sunday with Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow's 3-0 against Mahomes. That's tough to do. Mahomes now joins Ken Stabler I saw Kendra Stabler and you should follow Ken Stabler on Twitter they do a nice job keeping up with the history of Ken Stabler and the Raiders which is really important to me because I knew the snake and loved the snake and he was good to me and we always talk about this the snake five consecutive conference championship games five consecutive for Mahomes the only other two to do it is Tom Brady and Ken Stabler. At one point, Tom Brady did it eight times in a row. The Snake, five in a row. Think of this. Ken Stabler, the Hall of Famer, one of the greats of all time, played in five championship games in a row and only won one Super Bowl. And that Super Bowl could have been taken from the Raiders in a big way because of the Sugar Bear Hamilton late hit on the Snake, which would have given New England the win against the Raiders, and the Raiders wouldn't have went to the Super Bowl. So look, think of that. And so the Raiders were fortunate. They were the best team. I, I think the Raiders were the best team in the NFL in 72, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. I really do. I think they were the number one team in the sport, but they only got one championship out of it. So you can look at Pittsburgh. I thought they were better than Pittsburgh. It was a pick'em game. Pittsburgh won. You got the Immaculate Reception. You throw in some of these other games. The 72 Dolphins. I thought the Raiders had more talent than the 72 and 74 Dolphins. I really do. Kansas City was good back then, but the Raiders only got one championship out of that. And I bring that up because the great Snake, Ken Stabler, won one in five. We need that to be exactly Mahomes. Does that make sense to you today on the broadcast? It makes perfect sense to me. I wanted to get it into the monologue. Stabler is in the Hall of Fame with a gold jacket. He wasn't alive to be walked in. He should have been. They treated him poorly. Snake should have been in the Hall of Fame while he was alive. We can see the same thing happen to Mahomes. Mahomes is going to the Hall of Fame. It's a lock he's a Hall of Famer already. But if he goes one for five in regards to one Super Bowl in those five championship games, that is glorious to me. Oh, my God, that is so glorious. Do you know what the Raiders would have on Mahomes? Of course Mahomes is better. Of course Mahomes owns the rivalry. Of course Mahomes is better than the Raider quarterback but to stop him in his tracks and say, hey, tip of the cap, Mahomes, you're a hell of a player, but Snake did the same thing you did. Snake was one in five. He won one Super Bowl and five championship games, and that's the same as you. So that's what I got today. I think that there should be some anti-chief support on this show. I am not asking much. I'm asking for this today in the first hour. I got no guest in the first hour. I'm wide open for an hour. Other guys would shake and shiver. Oh, my God, call the newsman, call the news gal. No, no, we're good. I got this. I can figure it out. For the next hour, let me get some anti-chief talk going. I just gave you the scenario with Snake. I can't give you a better one than that. Stop Mahomes in his tracks and slow his roll down. We saw the Chief fans and how they showed up at Allegiant Stadium. We don't want to see that again at that level. Imagine the Chief fans coming here next year with another Super Bowl, two for Mahomes, with three overall tied with the Raiders. That means something to me. So that's a great reason to root for Cincinnati. And if Cincinnati wins, let them throw a parade in Cincinnati. Who cares, man? Joe Burrow on the float with sunglasses on and a cigar. Good for him. He's a good player. And you know if that happens, Joe Burrow would be 4-0 and versus Patrick Mahomes? I like that type of party. I love that. I love Joe Burrow being 4-0 and against Mahomes. And they call it Arrowhead. No, they call it Burrowhead. And that'll be a fun uh, thing to talk about for a week in Phoenix, Arizona. So I want to see some, I want to hear some uh, uh, Chiefs vitriol. i get some Chiefs, I don't use the word hate anymore. But I just want to get some people to get after this Chiefs game and, and the loss because the lines are going crazy. I just got a text and I followed up with a phone call to prep for the show. And I can tell you this much, this game is very interesting Okay, the line movement is crazy with Kansas City and Cincinnati. Kansas City started off at open. They were a two-point spread. Cincinnati took it to one and a half to two, and now it's back down to Kansas City minus one and a half. And I asked about that move, and the move is simple. It was all our eyes. It's the public and the sharps. When they saw Mahomes show up at the AFC press conference for the championship game, and he was walking, and then they had video of him running, Everybody said, okay, he's okay, let's not panic here, let's change the odds. And some money came back in on Kansas City again. The most exciting thing is that I talked to this same insider who just told me that the only book, the only sports book in Vegas that has Philadelphia minus three is the South Point. Okay, everybody else is at two and a half, including the impressive Westgate, who we work off their lines. Philadelphia minus two and a half. Okay, there's a lot of money on Philadelphia in this town, ladies and gentlemen, in a big way. And the South Point here has it at three, and they're trying to get some Niner money coming in on the other side. You got me? You got me what's going on? The South Point at minus three, everywhere else minus two and a half on Philly and the 49ers. So this Sharp, and a friend of mine that I talked to made a good point. This time of year, no one's really betting the point spread. They're betting the total. They're betting the, you know over under on the game, but you're betting the team to win. You're not betting Cincinnati to lose by one, so you cover your bet. There's no one on God's green earth who's going to walk around and say, you know, I really think the final score is going to be Kansas City 28-27 or 24-23 or 21-20, and I'm going to bet big on Cincinnati and hope to cover. There's nobody out there that you ever heard of doing that. You're just betting a team to win or lose at this point. But the Niner game is interesting if that number could get to three. At one of these other shops here on the Strip or off the Strip here. I'm interested to see what happens in that game. I'd like to see Philadelphia and Cincinnati win for obvious reasons that I've been sharing with you all week. And I'd like to know where you're going to watch the game and where you're going to see it. Where you're going to see the game and what you're going to do to watch this game. The number is 702-365-9200. One day I will come in. One day. One day. All nine phone lines will be full, and I'm going to quit. I'm going to retire from radio. I'm going to go up to my boss, Natalie, and say i done it. I, I, I achieved every goal in my life. Every line was full. Until then, I'll remind you that I'm open for business every day I'm on the radio, and I'm here to talk, and I'm here to engage, and I'm here to debate and get it going here. Uh, what do we need for Kansas City to lose this game? I'm all in. I'm all in on the Chiefs going down. Are you with me? I normally say Raider Nation unite because I want the Raiders to win. The Raiders are not playing this Sunday. So, I got to put my energy somewhere else. And my energy is with the Cincinnati Bengals. Used to be the Bungles when I grew up as a kid. No impact on my life, no impact on your life, on anybody's life, other than those in Kentucky and the Cincinnati Ohio fans out there. I don't know many Cincinnati Bengal fans. If they win, I'll wish them well. I wanted Buffalo to win this all, I wanted Buffalo to win. But Buffalo let everybody down there as we open up. Uh, Ian Rappaport. So Ian Rappaport, I play some of his sound every day. There's a lot going on. Mahomes injury, coaches, Frank Reich getting hired, all this. So let's begin the show with Ian Rappaport earlier today from NFL Network.
4: A big hire, the first big hire of this coaching cycle. Thank God someone is finally on the board. Frank Reich, the former Carolina Panthers quarterback, the first quarterback in the history of of this former expansion franchise now becomes their head coach and for the carolina panthers what they're looking for is a veteran coach to come in and right the ship and really help the culture of this organization that had been a little bit of a mess after matt rule uh, was fired mid-season also come in and fix this quarterback position no doubt mission number one this offseason they believe they got that with frank reich who was their number one choice after he was dumped unceremoniously by the Indianapolis Colts this year. Wright peaked out. Steve Wilkes did a fantastic job as interim coach. And then Kellen Moore, a kind of surprise finalist who really impressed during his interviews in Carolina. Meanwhile, another big hire. This happened yesterday. Nathaniel Hackett, the former Broncos head coach, now becomes the New York Jets offensive coordinator. Talk about the quarterback position being in focus. Absolutely the case for the Jets. They're going to bring in a veteran quarterback, as Robert Salas said yesterday. I can't think of any veteran quarterback that Nathaniel Hackett might know, especially not from his time in Green Bay. Maybe we'll be talking about that a little bit this offseason. And then for the Dallas Cowboys, a big win off the field. Dan Quinn, who is really a top candidate for the Arizona Cardinals and a top candidate for the Colts as well. He has informed teams that he is returning to Dallas, one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid, defensive coordinators. Sticks in Dallas to give it another run.
3: All right, so there's a lot there. For Frank Wright going to Carolina, I think it's a really good fit. Dan Quinn staying. You know, Dan Quinn staying there. I don't think a lot of organizations want to hire a defensive head coach. I don't. Wink Martindale, he's involved with the, the rumors going to the Colts. I think that most owners in this league would love an offensive mind. The quarterback's the most important position. You want an Andy Reid type of coach. Josh McDaniels fits that. He's a play caller and a head coach. Okay, that, that fits the model, like him or not. It fits the model. So Dan Quinn, Wink Martindale. Dan Quinn staying. I think he's staying because he didn't see a job that he liked. And I like Frank Wright for Derek Carr. And I've said that again. My mind has moved on three landing spots for Derek Carr, which is very important for the Raiders if they can get something back in return. And if Derek Carr would agree to a trade, with one of these three teams with the Las Vegas Raiders. It would be Indianapolis. They don't have their head coach yet. Their owner is not stable. Jim Ursay is not stable. He is not. He has his rock and roll memorabilia collection. He's out and around. That I, I don't know if Derek's a good fit. You could say what was the fit for Derek and Mark Davis all those years. I saw a lot of respect between them both. I'm not going behind the scenes and telling you what I think they think of each other. I thought it, Mark Mark gave him the opportunity here when he took over as the owner of the team. He's been here nine years. I don't know if Derek wants to play for Jim Irsay. I think it's a good family fit. It's a great fit. Ask Peyton Manning in Indianapolis, Andrew Luck. It's a good fit. Good community. Really vibrant sports town in Indy. I think Carolina could be the best fit for Derek, his wife, and kids. But I'm not involved in the kitchen table discussions. I don't know Derek's wife. I think that's a great place to raise your kids in Charlotte. It's an unbelievable place to raise your kid and have them go to school and start a life there for a franchise where Derek could be the savior. They haven't had any one significance since Cam Newton, and he was a little bit difficult to deal with in that community. He was a little up and down, Cam Newton. We all know that. Derek, I think, would be good. But I think the best fit for Derek Carr is the New Orleans Saints. I think that's the best team, the best way for Derek to win, uh, get his money, get to New Orleans, And play with that good defense. Don't know about Dennis Allen and him and what they had in the past and how that would work there. But I think if Derek Carr wants to win, New Orleans should pick up the phone. Because if Derek went to New Orleans, I would have New Orleans above Carolina and Tampa Bay in that division to go to the playoffs. No doubt in my mind. Derek could go from the Raiders right to the playoffs if he goes to New Orleans over those other teams. And that affects the Raiders. Because we want to know what the Raiders are going to get in return. So we talked a lot about the quarterback. I'm not done. We're going to talk about the quarterback carousel because Las Vegas is the number one topic in the NFL for quarterbacks. Let me be the first to remind you that heading into the weekend. No other NFL market has more quarterback talk than the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr is leaving. He's a well-thought-out quarterback that teams are going to want, and the Raiders could position themselves to get Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. Or a high draft pick. So no city, no flagship radio station involved in the NFL has more to talk about than we do in Vegas. Because our quarterback carousel really, the spotlight's on the city. The entertainment capital of the world. And it's risk-reward. It's like gambling. It's going up to the tables and betting on your quarterback. The Raiders can't afford to get this right. They decided to go on from Derek Carr. It has split the Raider Nation. Many in the Raider Nation are happy after nine years that Derek is gone. Others are freaking out because they love Derek. Okay, so that makes this a juicy topic, correct? And then who's going to come in next? Could be the greatest of all time. It could be a four-time MVP in Rodgers. Could be Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Garoppolo, or it could be a high draft pick. And there's a lot of meat on the bone when it comes to NFL quarterback talk, and it's based right here. So let's take advantage of that. 702-365-9200. Uh, Mikey in Staten, Italy. Always love the Raiders mobile app. Thanks, Mike. How are you betting these games?
1: I'm uh, betting the game. It, it First, JT, the first thing I got to say is the point spread mean nothing. Whoever you like, you're going to bet the money line. So um, I've been saying it for the last. The two best teams that are playing right now are the Cincinnati Bengals and, uh, and the 49ers. So I'm putting them two in a money line parlay. You get plus three sixty on your bet. I sent you. I put my mount, money where my mouth is. I sent you a copy of my bet, my ticket. You're free to post it. So I have the 49ers and the Bengals money line uh, to be meeting the Super Bowl. Hey, see the Cincinnati Bengals bring a, a, a very special to my heart. Back, and you know I'm a Jets fan also. JT, uh, the AFC Wild Card game in 2010. The Jets beat the Bengals in the wild card. Mark Sanchez beats Carson Palmer. But what my thing for you, JT, is I think that you know where, where he comes from. Your coach in Vegas, he comes from the uh, New England. Not they don't value their draft picks at all. What I think they're going to do is they're going to trade up. And the perfect fit for your team is the, that guy Will Levis from Kentucky. I think they go. I think they mm-hmm. go with the young, uh, big, strong pocket passer quarterback that he could mold and, and make a dynasty out of, the, out of the Raiders. So I think Will Levis, you heard it here, they trade up, they get the kid from Kentucky. Cincinnati Bank uh, 49ers, Bengals, two hottest teams going into the playoffs are going to meet in the Super Bowl and have a great day, my hey friend. Mikey, Mikey, hold
3: on before you leave. Right. I, I, I got it. I'm looking at the ticket. This guy's unbelievable, Raider Nation. He sends me, he texted me the ticket. You bet $5,000 to win 23000 correct? That is correct, JT. So you're betting 5000 on a two-legged parlay to win 23000 Now, I don't care how much money you have and you're, you're successful. $5,000 is a lot of money. Why in God's name won't you pick one game that you feel better about and put your 5000 on that game? Why are you risking a second game? Why are you doing a parlay? Do you think of both these games equally, or do you have a stronger play? Now, well, my stronger
1: play is the Bengals, JT, but – I told you what I did. I gave you the wild card weekend. I hit that big three-team money line parlay, and I just and last week I said, "Hey, let me get the next game that I like." I'm I'm playing with house money right now, JT. So I I'm plus eleven thousand for the year. Again, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a big better, not a big better. But this is what I this was my game plan. Mm-hmm. I had this is discretionary funds for me. Uh, this is I'm um, saving half my stack, my <laughs> units for the Super Bowl. This is okay. what I like. This is what I'm going to be rooting for. And listen, there's a big there's a big rainbow at the end of the at the end of this. And that's what I'm going for, J.T. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gambling with money that I have earmarks for this. And, and everything I've done, the research is this.
3: Thank you, Mikey. Wow, Mike in Staten, Italy. I live in Vegas. Host a local show in Vegas. Thank God I'm on in Staten Island. Where are the rest of you gamblers? This is a guy who backs it up on the radio. He's giving you his bet for free, so he can send you to the casino in the cage, so you could have maybe a little bit of mojo. Let maybe you're, maybe you feel better about that bet. The money line parlay as he's going with Cincinnati and the Niners on a parlay, and it's a big return, plus three sixty. The biggest problem in this industry, and we could be years away, it could be four years, could be nine years. There's just too many people on the radio and too many people listening on the radio that don't tell us how much they're betting. So you, you trust me. Why wouldn't you trust me? I'm always honest with you. This guy's betting $5,000 to win 23000 and he's picking both games. I mean, that takes balls. That takes balls, and it takes balls to post your ticket and show people you're going to do that. If you got an edge on any of these games, help out the Raider Nation. They want to bet. They want to bet these games properly. Who do you like there? I don't like the Niners. You know, I don't, he's got the Niners on the money line. I am not picking Brock Purdy, who I have not picked for seven games in a row. I'm predicting he's going to have a bad game. I don't like that bet. I don't think the Niners can go into Philly in front of those dirty, stinking green, drunk, filthy birds and win that game. I really do. If they do, I'll tip my cap to them and I'll have to do two weeks of Niner talk. Because I'm going to do two weeks of Niner talk. I got no choice. I can't do Raider talk for two weeks. I can't talk about a backup cornerback. I got to talk about the Super Bowl. So you get where I'm going here? We got to get the show going, man. We can't have the Niners and the Chiefs in Phoenix. Oh, oh, that would be You know, last year was tough on a lot of people, man. Stock market was down. Interest rates went up. I thought this was going to be a great new year, beautiful new year, health and happiness. I went to dinner last night with Remy Martin. I'll tell you about that at the Rainbow Kitchen. I celebrated Chinese New Year with rabbit ears on, Year of the Rabbit. It's supposed to be prosperity and peace and happiness. There'll be no prosperity, peace, and happiness in my Chinese New Year if I got to talk about the Chiefs and the Niners for two weeks. Oh, God save me. I can't do that. That would just be too much. I got some vacation coming, man, but I don't want to pound it away and use it the next two weeks. Could it be the Niner Empire and Patrick Mahomes and his little brother who's dancing like Madonna in Vogue, acting like a fool for two weeks? Please tell me that's not the case. 702-365-9200. Raider Nation, get on in here and tell me what you think. Also, just got the text, South Point is back to Eagles minus two and a half. Surprised it took an hour and a half to come off the three. That's inside sharp analysis on that one. So that's where we're at, at two and a half in this Eagles game with the 49ers. Hey, we want to thank our good friends at PTs as they fuel the monologue. Great place to watch the hockey game over the next couple of nights as they're on the East Coast swing. So Vegas Golden Knights got to get some giddy up going here. Rangers and Islanders back-to-back. And normally when you go to New York for a couple days, you might find yourself in a cantina, might have yourself a cerveza, might find yourself in a spot where you're really good and comfortable having a good time. So let's see if this team can bounce back and get it going. Go out and hang out at PT's and have a great time tonight, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. It's just me here today. Uh, I'm looking to talk to any Raider fan who doesn't like Kansas City We got good content coming up. Rest of the show, I'm diving into quarterbacks. I got a fresh take on LeBron James, who's about to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And in my opinion, that puts him on pace to pass Michael Jordan all-time. I'll break that down next hour. Live from the mean streets of Summerlin to your house wherever you are. This is the flagship of the Raiders.
4: trying to um, stay focused on what's important you know and that's just you know truly enjoying the moment enjoying, enjoying and attacking the process in front of us this weekend uh taking it day by day so kind of want to never get
3: too high never get too low it's jalen hurts what a leader he is the leaders when it comes to personal injury attorneys the decasta verde law group they operate as a family they are a real family family is what Began their careers and inspires their firm after decades of watching their dad win cases. The brothers, who are fantastic guys, Alex and Orlando DiCastavirti. They started this law firm right here in Vegas. Their dad was the leader of it. They are a family-run business, and they will protect you like family. Trust me, they're proud partners of our show, 702-222-9999. They have a proud legacy of being the first Spanish speaking law firm in Las Vegas. No matter your situation, don't hesitate to give them a call. They'll hear your case. They'll, con- they'll sit down with you and they'll talk to you. I've been in their offices. It's incredible the amount of people working behind the scenes to help you win and put you in a better situation. The DeCasta Verde Law Group, proud partner of our show. So we're looking to get some fans in here today, trying to kick ass today, trying to get some people woken up on Kansas City and kind of keeping them content and Kansas City potentially losing this game. It's going to be Cincinnati. Cincinnati's the only team left to do it in the AFC. I think that Cincinnati, other than their offensive line, they got three starters out. Two of them again today were not cleared to play. They're not going to play. This is a big deal. And that's another thing that I can connect through the Raiders. Again, is that the Raiders have Colt Miller and who else? Well, Dylan Parnham played well his first year. You know, Thayer Mumford played okay as a seventh round pick. You look at the rest of the guards. I had Brandon Parker. I did an event with him over the weekend. Depending on his health, when he comes back, the Raiders the Raiders can build this offensive line to make it as good as Cincinnati's Super Bowl line from last year and their line that's with three of them are backups this year. So I don't want to hear any more about, you know, last year it was fair for you to call me and say, you know, the Raider offensive line's no good. The Raider offensive line is struggling. They're playing seven guys. They're playing eight players in Canton, Ohio. What's going on here? When are we going to get to five starters? I get it. I thought the Raiders could have gotten possibly a veteran free agent on cut down, but Dave Ziggler decided not to do that because I think Dave, and I'm not positive, I think Dave realized he didn't want to give money to a guy who got cut or a veteran on the back end of another team to bring them here. I think that Dave was saving his powder, as we like to say, for this year. I I wouldn't be surprised if Dave Ziggler, with all that free agent money, and Draft Capital got two offensive linemen here that's going to vastly change this offensive line. But no more complaining about the offensive line from anybody after what I see Cincinnati's got going into Arrowhead and possibly the Super Bowl. This is a pedestrian offensive line. It is not a great offensive line. This is not Henry Lawrence. This is not our good friend John Vela and Highway 63 with Art Shell and Gene Upshaw. Okay, this isn't Dave Dalby, Jim Otto, Give me a break. They they're putting in an offensive line that's good enough because their quarterback is great. Their quarterback and Joe Burrow make strong, accurate, quick decisions, and that's what you need in a quarterback. Burrow's mobile, but he's not as mobile. He's in the ballpark of Carr. He's younger than Carr, but you know Derek can run for a first down or two. Burrow can run for a first down or two, but Burrow stays in the pocket and takes a hit, and he did that a lot better than Derek. And Joe's a lot younger. But Joe Burrow has no problem waiting, 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 waiting. Quarter of a second longer taking a hit and letting his receivers get open. I could not believe in that Buffalo game how wide open, how wide open the receivers are for Cincinnati. And one of my best friends who was at the game told me, and he's dead serious about this. He said, I think Buffalo had the wrong cleats on. He was convinced, and he was at the game. He said, it was snowing. It never stopped snowing. It was slick. It was wet. And Buffalo couldn't get any traction with their cleats. And it just seemed like they were going backwards and slipping and sliding like they were playing on an ice pond. I don't know if that's true or not, but that was coming from a, fr- a fan who was there and really knows the team well. They were just prepared better. and I couldn't believe that Buffalo was a pretty good defense. The guys were wide open. It drove me nuts this year with you every time the Raiders had the middle of the field wide open. I'd be sitting with you in the Twitch lounger and at the torch, and people come up to me, "What's going on with this defense? And why is it open in the middle of the field?" And I look everybody in the eye and say, "Because they don't got the players, man. The, the players that they have now are not the players they're going to have next year. The players that they have next year are going to be better at you know fi- figuring out the middle of the field. They couldn't figure it out. They need better players, smarter players, more athletic players to do that. They weren't here on the roster." Dave Ziegler didn't inherit that from Mike Mayock, who I like as a human being, and John Gruden. They, they didn't get the players that they wanted to. So they brought in Chandler Jones. I, I don't think he lived up to the contract, but he had some good moments. And, man, I hope Chandler's getting some time off and working out and ready for next year. And now they got to get linebackers, and they got to get a new safety, probably, and they got to get a brand-new corner. they got to get a lot of guys who can cover to make sure the middle of the field isn't wide open. Joe Burrow can pick apart the middle of a field, ladies and gentlemen. That kid is special. We knew that already. He is special. 702-365-9200. Jay in Stockton, California. Jay, how are you? Thanks for waiting.
2: Hey, I'm doing good, JT. Just uh, at work right now, enjoying the show right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on, the anti, on this anti-49ers and Chiefs train here as a Raiders fan. Uh, you did ask a question earlier in the week uh, about which team you'd rather see lose. Obviously, as Raiders fans, we don't want to see any of these teams in the Super Bowl. This is two years in a row I had to deal with this. Um, but I'm just sick of Niners fans coming at Raider fans. It's like, I know we have a rivalry going back to the Bay Area, but I'm just tired of them poking us, kicking me when I'm down, beating a dead horse. It's like, look, man, I mean, I'm, I can't be happy with the success, but they got a hell of a team. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking at Joe Burrow in Kansas City again, hopefully to take out Mahomes. I mean, I did hear you say that you don't believe that that Brock Purdy can go in Philadelphia, he's due for a bad game. Um, as a Raider fan, I just want to see the Niners lose most of mm-hmm. all, but obviously both of these teams lose, J.C. Um, tell me what you think.
3: Yeah, look, I, I think that the Niners, you said it best. I'll say the same thing you said, that yeah, I really respect the Niners personnel and John Lynch and the, the way they built that team. That team is just built the right way, offensive line, defensive line, the defensive front seven is what you dream about as a Raider fan. You dream about what the Niners have now with that front seven. So the Niners are built to win. And I'll go die on that hill with Brock Purdy. I don't think I'm crazy, and I don't think I need to be locked up because I've been saying for two months that Brock Purdy's going to have a bad game. And I've been wrong every week, and I've been coming on every week saying I was wrong. So I'm not going to change my mind now. i got to hope that Brock Purdy plays a game where, very similar to what Dak did last week, Dak had two interceptions, Brock Purdy in Vegas, and I saw last week against the Cowboys, threw a couple of balls in the first quarter that should have been intercepted. If they were intercepted, then I think the Cowboys could have stole that game. That was a low-scoring game. But Kyle Shanahan is doing everything right with what he needs to do with that young quarterback. He's given them very easy throws underneath to Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, and those guys are getting some yak yards after catch, and they're moving the chains. And then that defense, led by Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, is so good. They're getting three and out, three and out, three and out. And that's the only chance they have of winning in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is not the second coming of Joe Montana, everybody. Jalen Hurts, as we look at this, is not Tom Brady. Raiders beat Jalen Hurts last season at Allegiant Stadium. He's very good. I love his character. And I love his athletic abilities. big, strong. He can run. He looks like a tight end who can throw. But he's due for an interception or two also. These are the two youngest quarterbacks ever in the NFC Championship game. Let that sink in. Combined age, the youngest quarterbacks in NFC Championship game history. This isn't Steve Young versus Troy Aikman. This is not what we remember as a classic matchup here. Both of these quarterbacks are susceptible for having a bad game. The problem is we haven't seen many of it this year. That's why they're in the NFC championship game. The difference between Dalen Hurts and what we're seeing with Brock Purdy is the problem with Dak Prescott is that Dak can't play consistent enough for four or five weeks in a row. And believe it or not, Brock Purdy has been able to do it. 702-365-9200. We've been shut out in Vegas. Good to hear people from outside the market calling in. We appreciate you there. There is news today on Tua Tungavailoa. He remains in concussion protocol and will not participate in the Pro Bowl out here in Vegas. Tua has been named the first alternate Pro Bowler and was set to replace one of two guys, Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes, with both quarterbacks playing this Sunday. So Tua is an alternate Pro Bowler, and that's all you want to do nowadays, everybody, is just be an alternate Pro Bowler because then you can tell your grandkids you are a Pro Bowler. You know, all these guys, and the whole league, what's the whole league of Pro Bowler? Next thing you know, half the league doesn't want to play, and then you get to go to the Pro Bowl and tell everyone you're a Pro Bowler. Tua has been in protocol, concussion protocol, since December 26th. After suffering that concussion in Miami's loss to the Packers the day before and missed the team's final three games of the season, and then including the wild card loss in Buffalo. This is a blockbuster story going into the Super Bowl. The John Gruden lawsuit in the emails. Tua and concussion protocol. There's a whole bunch of conspiracy theorists running around out there that make me want to vomit about DeMar Hamlin and where is he? Where can I see him? I hate that stuff. I won't participate in that. But the Tua story is huge because Tom Brady should not be able to go play in Miami. It should be Tua. He played good enough. He's in his third year. He had a career high in passing and touchdowns this season. He led the NFL in passer ratings. He led the NFL, and he was also the top vote-getter in all of the Pro Bowl. So if you're Miami, you don't want to move on from that. you got a quarterback under contract on a rookie contract. you got all these good players. You already made the playoffs, and you want, to, you want to get rid of him for Tom Brady? The reason why is I think the Dolphins, and this is just speculation on my part, I think the Dolphins in the league are afraid to put Tua out in public. I do. I don't think they want us talking about Tua, seeing him playing in the Pro Bowl skills or not, they want to park him until next year until they're positive that his brain health is okay because the league hates bad PR. They don't want any bad PR heading into the Super Bowl week for two weeks. So two is going to be shut down again. I believe this is a much bigger story. I believe this is a story that I'm going to go back and tell you about in a month or two, and if you're listening today when I appreciate you, you're going to say, I remember the show that JT said What's up with Tua? There's more to this story. I can sense it. I can feel it. I can see it. But the league wants you to look at Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, The line change we mentioned again, it just happened at the South Point. South Point went Philadelphia from minus three to minus two and a half. The total in that game is 46 and a half, which could be interesting here in the cold if both of those teams struggle. I like the under in that game. San Francisco's defense is fierce. Man, that San Francisco defense can really get after it. If you're going to play a number in that, I think it would be play under the total in that game. And Andy Reid just confirmed moments ago, as we like to turn it around quickly for you, that Mahomes will start against the Bengals. We knew that, but he confirmed it. Quote, he's moving around really well. He can go out and play. So Mahomes suffered the high ankle sprain to his right leg in last week's divisional round playoff win against Jacksonville. He sat out a series. He returned and finished the game. He practiced all three days this week. So I thought that we'd see Mahomes maybe at 65%, 70%. All indications is that Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be closer to 85 to 90% in this game. Okay? So that's where we're at. 702-365-9200. When we come back, we'll wrap up this hour. I'm going to talk about LeBron James next hour. We'll look at the numbers here again and to see how they're moving. And then we'll get into what's going to happen next week with the Pro Bowl. I think there's going to be some Pro Bowl tickets available. Everybody should be excited to take their kids there. Great kid event. Kids love skills challenges. They love to have fun. Take the kid in your community, in your neighborhood. Buy an extra ticket and bring him to the Pro Bowl. We are brought to you by our great friends at Eight Cigar Lounge inside Resorts World. Where I'll be having a beautiful Rocky Patel cigar this weekend. For the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio.
0: We've been in these spots. We have the experience. We know what team we're playing. team that's been to this this game the last five seasons, and they've all been in that stadium. So, to me, they're still the team to beat, and, and we're coming for them.
3: I like that from Joe Burrow, JT, back with you. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. For all you football fans out there, if you're looking for a really special Pro Bowl experience, listen up. Hall of Fame legends Warren Moon, Shannon Sharp, Charles Woodson are in town hosting the 20th annual Pro Bowl Hall of Fame Players Party, and they're inviting you, the fans, to be a part of it and celebrate. So Warren, Shannon, and Charles brought me in. I'll be emceeing part of this night. We're going to work together to give scholarships for local Las Vegas students to attend SLAM schools, okay, that's sports, leadership, arts, and management, founded by Pitbull, and they've invited an amazing group of NFL legends and current superstars to help make it a night to remember everyone who buys a ticket will wine, dine, laugh, and converse with today's elite athletes and VIPs on the 66th floor of Resorts World. The casino tables in the lounge will be open for gaming that the guests can enjoy Five-star menu. You could rub elbows with Hall of Famers and Pro Bowlers. You can get personal photos and autographs with the players in attendance. It's a big deal. Tickets are very limited, so go to eventbrite.com. Event, B-R-I-T-E, dot com, and hopefully I'll see you out there. It's going to be a really fun night. I talked to a gentleman at the Rainbow Kitchen last night. I had a tremendous meal. I'll tell you about that more next hour. And he came up to me and made an interesting point. He said, JT, and I I put this in my phone notes because I wanted to use it today on the show. They said, I think the Raiders should move up, move up in the draft, give up a draft pick and get one of the rookie quarterbacks and spend all the money on defense. He said, look, you don't have to pay that rookie quarterback for years to come, right? And then you could spend all the money on the defense, have your quarterback of the future, and then you could have the defense completely rebuilt, completely rebuilt. The only problem I have with that is obviously what are you going to do with a young quarterback with Jared Stidham? A Jared Stinham and a young quarterback would be a bridge. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a little bit more expensive than I think. Big Al's in San Francisco. He watches Jimmy Garoppolo play live. Big Al is Jimmy G a potential good fit in Vegas.
0: I think he'd be a great fit in Vegas. This is a very, very good quarterback. you know, People can criticize him. They can say whatever they want to say about him. All he does is win. And I last time I looked, that's the objective. The guy has a tremendous record. Went to a Super Bowl. Went to an NFC Championship game last year that you know, that they lost. Fortunate or unfortunate. Um, the guy can win. He can play. He doesn't have to. He's not sexy. He's not going to do with his feet. We all know that. But, You'd be, you know, depending on what McDaniel and his staff want to do you know, at that position, in terms of are they looking for the most athletic guy or are they looking for a guy that can manage the game and has a lot of weapons to play with, Garoppolo would be pretty good there.
3: Yeah, I think he could be too. You know, You keep hearing this term, a bridge quarterback. Well, you're up in San Francisco. Brock Purdy is in a bridge. He started off as Mr. Relevant. Now he might be the starter going forward. I don't even know if Trey Lance is ever going to play a down in that city because Brock Purdy played so well. But, yeah, you know, Big Al, you listen a lot and you call in, and the quarterback quandary, maybe it's not. Maybe the Raiders have their guy. Maybe the Raiders have their guy before they let Derek Carr know because they're so so, so sure about it. I just don't have the answer to that.
0: Yeah, I think the the Raiders' big, biggest problem going into this season, and I think it remains that way, Derek, you know, Derek's issues notwithstanding, are if you don't have five guys up front okay, that are going to be able to open holes for running backs and be able to protect the pocket, um, it doesn't matter if I'm back there. You're not going to win very many games. All right. but the line is where it's at. You've got to have a great offensive line. In 2016, the Raiders came out with, that, with an offensive line that was fantastic. And they were, you know, they were 12 and 3 going into the, you know. We just lost you. The car went down and we ended up with, uh, you know, with Connor Cook.
3: Yeah, thanks, Big I Appreciate your call. I was there for the Connor Cook. I was there for the McGloin train. Remember, we had a graphic, and I, I, I was the captain or the conductor of the Matt McGloin train in San Francisco. Take you, oh, let me take you back in the hot tub time machine on how that day worked out. Derek breaks his ankle. I'm with my son, and we go to Air Bart, and then we fly home to Vegas where I lived, and then I fly up there. I got to fly up to do my radio show the next day in San Francisco, and Derek's doing the show, and that's the first time he didn't do the show. He's having surgery on his ankle. And then we ended up uh, going into the off season with backup quarterbacks and Matt McGloin train, and it was a, it was fun. Derek was down. He wasn't coming back. There was no way he could play. He was— in a broken ankle, he was done, and the Raiders had Connor Cook and Matt Mcloin, in the playoffs. You want to talk about bad luck? Carr was a top three MVP candidate. Raiders were damn good at that time, and then an injury at the end of the year. One play, one one play, cost Derek an opportunity to win playoff games, and I think the Raiders would have won playoff games that year. I really do. And then the last time Derek made the playoffs. They went to Cincinnati and they were in a one-possession game and Derek had first and goal at the nine and the ball never made it in the end zone. The ball never was pushed into the end zone, which really bothered me. But then Derek came back and played well and there were some good moments with Josh McDaniels. But those five leads that were blown, uh, they were not all Derek's fault. Some of them were. Some of them I, I blame on Derek, and, and not the end of the world. The defense wasn't good. I blame the Baker Mayfield loss. Up 16-3, to just like I blame... Justin Herbert up 27 to nothing in Jacksonville. Justin Herbert should have been able to run for a couple first downs and the game's over. When the Raiders were up 16 to three in the Baker Mayfield game, all Derek had to do was hit Devontae on a couple of three yard slants. The game's over. Baker Mayfield doesn't get the ball with time to score, and that kind of torpedoed the season. And a lot of blame to go around this past year. Raiders offensive line, uh, Derek Carr the entire defense other than Max Crosby, really the entire defense other than Max Crosby. You can criticize everybody who played on that defense other than Mad Becks. Josh Jacobs had a pro bowl, all pro year. Devante was spectacular, absolutely spectacular. And then the punter and the kicker are two of the best in the league. That's what I tell people when I crack a modello, which I'll do in an hour with my buddy Trigger, who's in town. If you look at the Raiders going into the off season, if they get Tom Brady, if, and that's a big if, and they have Waller and Renfro, and they have Josh Jacobs and Devontae, and they have Colt Miller and Dylan Parnham, and Andre James and get another offensive lineman in the draft, of free agency, Chandler Jones, Mad Max Crosby, depending on what they do with Perryman, who they keep in the secondary, they are got to rebuild that defense. The offense is about as good as it can be if Brady comes or another quarterback minus an offensive lineman which Dave Ziegler will easily secure, easily get an offensive lineman for the new quarterback. But, man, that defense has to be rebuilt. Next hour coming up, I got a lot to say, including LeBron James.